The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii, Apostolic Faith Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour a blessing. Good morning. I'm here, Pastor Billy Han Jr. And I'd like to thank you for joining us today. We'd like to welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade telecast being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBTV channel 8 and Comcast channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV, channel 28 in Eureka. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV, channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on Charter Cable Channel 1519 in Los Angeles. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KQTA-TV, channel 15.3 and Comcast channel 238 in San Francisco, Oakland, and San Jose. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KCECY, Channel 9 in El Central California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO, Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW, Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming. And from 6 to 7 a.m on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church, located at 1043 Middle Street, is the headquarters of the gospel of the Kingdom of God for the whole world, with a sign on the roof of the temple, Jesus Coming Soon. A landmark in Cali for 99 years, an old prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, dedicated exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada B. Lockbaum on August the 4th, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hans Sr. in 1959, who continued the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is those of you in the hospitals and convalescent and homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. The church choir, under the direction of Emilia Hahn, will start off today's telecast with a medley of songs entitled, Servant Medley. The words of these songs are spirit-inspiring. In the last song of this medley, the very touching words that we should include in our daily walk with the Lord are, I want to love you, Lord. 
I want to serve you, Lord. I want to please you, Lord. This is my prayer. Please join in and sing with the choir as you see the words appear on the screen.
What a wonderful presentation. Thank you, choir. The church band under the direction of yours truly will play the song titled Carousel of Life. Life with our Lord and Savior is a carousel full of ups and downs, but always moving forward. Though the storms of life may beat upon our broken bodies to bring us down, we praise and thank the Lord that He is always there to lift us up and give us the strength to move forward to victory. He is only a prayer away.
Associate Pastor Timothy Han Sr. will give the Lord all the praises and glory. Sing the toe-tapping and spirit-inspiring song, Get All Excited. The Lord is our inspiration that motivates us to put our shoulders to the gospel wheel and be up and doing in the Lord's work. Let the Lord have His way in your daily lives and let Him lead and guide you to the land flowing with milk and honey. You too can experience these great wonders and get all excited as you put your faith, hope, and trust in His hands. Get all excited, go tell everybody that Jesus Christ is King. I said, get all excited, go tell everybody that Jesus Christ is King. I said, get all excited, go tell everybody that Jesus Christ is King. Jesus Christ is still the King of Kings, King of Kings. You talk about people, you talk about things that really aren't important at all. You talk about weather, you talk about problems we have here at home and abroad. But friends, I'm excited about a solution for the world. I'm gonna shout and sing, and it's Jesus Christ is still the King of Kings, King of Kings. Excited, go tell everybody that Jesus Christ is King. I said, get all excited, go tell everybody that Jesus Christ is King. I said, get all excited, go tell everybody that Jesus Christ is King. Jesus Christ is still the King of Kings, King of Kings. Talk about people, you talk about things that really aren't important at all. You talk about weather, you talk about problems we have fear at home and abroad. But friend, I'm excited about a solution for the world. I'm gonna shout and sing, and it's Jesus Christ is still the King of Kings, King of Kings. Jesus Christ is still the King of Kings, King of Kings. Jesus Christ is still the King of Kings. The church choir will now perform their final number for today entitled, Mountains Will Move. Yes, viewers, the Lord works with the faithful few. All it requires is our faith, hope, and trust. For with faith as small as a mustard seed, he's able to move mountains and part the waters. Yes. 
instrumentalist for today, Trusty Associate Pass Evans Broad Sr., who played for you on his guitar the beautiful song entitled, Shall We Gather at the River? When the storms of life come our way, it is a comfort to know that our Lord and Savior is only a prayer away. He walks and talks with us and is there to pick us up from the depths of despair and hide us beneath his sheltering wings. For one day soon, we will meet him on the glorious shore, gathering all the river flowing with milk and honey. Associate Pastors Marvin and Sherlyn Abing will now blend their voices to the uplifting song entitled, Grace Greater Than Our Sin. Yes, saints and friends, God's grace is sufficient for us. Through His great mercy and compassion, we have found a wonderful light, Christ Jesus. We lift up our hands to Him with praise and thanksgiving for our wonderful to the Lord. At this time, it is a great pleasure to dedicate this beautiful song to Mr. and Mrs. Wayne and Perlita Akui Jr. May the Lord continue to strengthen and pour out His bountiful blessings upon you. We pray that you will have a wonderful Sunday.
Shalom and good morning. I am Associate Pastor Melvin Honda, and I would like to repeat our television times, stations, and locations in the continental United States for our viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California, that these telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBTV channel 8 and Comcast channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU TV channel 28 in Eureka. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR TV channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on Charter Cable channel 1519 in Los Angeles. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KQTA-TV channel 15.3 and Comcast channel 238 in San Francisco, Oakland, and San Jose. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY channel 9 in Central California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming. And from 6 to 7 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about our gospel work and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, 
please visit our website on JesusComingSoon.org. And now concerning the schedule of gospel services here in our home state, Hawaii, services held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. and prayer services held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. At our Kamiki Branch Church located at 1361 Pololo Avenue, gospel services are held Wednesday and e evenings only at 7 p.m. The same schedule is observed by neighbor island branch churches as services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castanera Sr. in Kanakakai, Molokai, by Pastor Walter Aitin Loy in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard K. Y. Asano Sr. in Koloa, Kauai, by Pastor Hannibal Espera in Balogo, Pikawayan, and by Pastor S. Vesper Espera in President Rojas, Cotabato, Mindanao, Philippines. At our Maui Branch Church in Lahaina, Maui, services are held every second Sunday of the month. You are welcome to attend these services regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections, however, if you desire to voluntarily contribute to support these telecasts and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. And now, I'd like to return our program back to Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., who will bring forth his Spirit-directed and Spirit-inspired sermon. Pastor Billy? Thank you, Melvin. What a joy it is for me to stand before this wonderful TV audience as I get ready to share another Spirit-inspired sermon with you. Before I do, however, I want to inform those of you who continue sending your personal notes in praise of the choir, band, orchestra, instrumentalists, and vocalists, that your special correspondences are always related to our telecast participants, as well as to our entire congregation. It truly pleases us to know that the Kingdom of God Crusade telecast of the Apostolic Faith Church, which originated in Honolulu, Hawaii, is appreciated and enjoyed by so many of you. Now, won't you join me in the reading of God's Word and the message I have entitled, Whatever Happened to the Twelve Apostles After Jesus' Resurrection? As a result of archaeological findings, more facts about them have been uncovered recently. However, we are also forced to rely on human wisdom for additional historical information about them. Jesus, who encountered Peter and his brother Andrew, fishing with nets in Galilee, had some special words for them. We read in Matthew 4, 19-20, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And they straightway left their nets and followed him. Peter was impulsive by nature. On one occasion, as Jesus walked upon the surface of the water, Peter stepped out of the boat and walked towards him. Let us read Matthew 14, verses 30 and 31. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid and began to sink. He cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? Being the loudest and avowing his loyalty on another occasion, he instead abandoned Jesus on the night of the Lord's arrest and later wept bitterly over his action. Listen to Matthew 26, 69 to 72. Now Peter sat without in the palace, and a damsel came unto him, saying, Thou also wast with Jesus of Galilee. But he denied before them all, saying, I know not what thou sayest. And when he was gone out into the porch, another maid saw him, 
and said unto them that were there, This fellow was also with Jesus of Nazareth. Again, he denied with an oath, I do not know the man. He's speaking in a local dialect, brought attention to the fact that he was a Galilean. He cursed and swore, saying, I know not the man. And immediately the cock crew. Read verse 75. And Peter remembered the word of Jesus, which said unto him, Before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. And he went out and wept bitterly. In other words, Peter repented from the heart. According to history, after the ascension, Peter left Jerusalem in AD 43 to preach the gospel of the kingdom of God in Babylon. Six years later, he returned to Jerusalem. He left again, this time for Britain and France, and journeyed back and forth between Britain and Jerusalem several times, with Mark the gospel writer accompanying him. Peter next headed for Rome, where in AD 67, Nero had incarcerated him for in dudgeon. For nine months, he was chained in a standing position as to prevent him from reclining upon the ground. At the time, he was 64 years old. Find the Lord spoke to him as you find in 2 Peter 1.14, knowing that surely I must put off this my tabernacle, even as the Lord Jesus Christ had showed me. He was taken to Vatican Mount and crucified with his head downwards because he declared himself unworthy to die in the same manner as the Lord. Although he had denied Jesus thrice, Peter remained faithful to the very end. Listen to Luke 22, 31 to 32. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan had desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. And he said unto him, Lord, I am ready to go with thee both into prison and to death. This meant when he turned back unto me again, for the Lord knew that Satan was going to have his way with Peter for a while, so that he would be weak and cowardly. But the Lord's prayer for Peter would assuredly be answered, and he would be converted. The first disciple who was Andrew brought his brother Simon Peter to Jesus, reading John 1, 41 to 42. He first finded his own brother Simon, and said unto him, We have found the Messiah, which is being interpreted the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. And when Jesus beheld him, he said, Thou art Simon, the son of Jonah. Thou shalt be called Cephas, which by interpretation a stone. John the Baptist proclaimed the Messiah to the nation. The exact year Andrew left Jerusalem, Following the crucifixion of the Lord is not known, but tradition says he went to Syria in southern Russia and Byzantium in Turkey, then traveled to Thrace and Macedonia, down to Patras in Greece, where Andrew preached the gospel for the last time. Maximilian, wife of the governor of Patras, was converted to Christ. And because of this, her husband directed his anger at Andrew. In AD 69, Andrew was scourged tied to a cross and left to die. The cross upon which Andrew was crucified differed from that of Jesus. Andrew's cross was an X, the same form that appeared on the breastplates of the Knights of Philip of Burgundy. The cross is known as St. Andrew's cross. After calling Peter and Andrew, Jesus met the brothers James and John, also by the Sea of Galilee, who together with their father were mending their fishing nets. James was one of the three forming the innermost circle 
among the disciples, the other two being Peter and John. After the ascension, James preached the gospel of Judea, then journeyed to Spain where he converted Jewish slaves to Christ. Shortly after his return to Jerusalem, the gospel which Jesus preached on the shores of Galilee spread rapidly. Mark 1, 14 and 15 tells us, now after John, that is John the Baptist, was put in prison, Jesus came to Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel. Herod Agrippa accused James as being the leader of those who were spreading sedition. Thus in AD 44, about the time of the Feast of Easter and upon Herod's order, James was beheaded. James holds the distinction of being the first apostle to become a martyr. Listen to Acts 12, 1 to 2. Now about that time, Herod the king stretched forth his hands to vex certain of the church, and he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. James stood up for truth and righteousness. You don't find men like James today. His fellow apostles buried his body in Jerusalem. Years later, while escaping from the invading Persians, the apostles took the body of James to Spain, but kept his head hidden in Jerusalem. To this day, James' fragmented bones remain in both Spain and Jerusalem. In the span of 14 years, which extended from the eventful crucifixion of Jesus until James met his death, he did much to spread the gospel. If his brother James, the son of Zebedee, was the first apostle to die after Jesus' ascension, John, on the other hand, was the last to die. While the other apostles met violent deaths, John died peacefully in Ephesus, Turkey, in the year. 8100. John had been one of the first visitors at Jesus' tomb. Upon seeing the vacant grave and empty shroud, John manifested the greatest act of faith. The Bible says he saw and believed. Following the ascension, John left Jerusalem and carried his mission to Ephesus, keeping the promise he made to Jesus at the foot of the cross. John, like his son, continued to care for Jesus' mother, Mary, until her death in Ephesus, where she was buried. We read in John 26 to 27. When Jesus therefore saw his mother and his disciples standing by whom he loved, he said unto his mother, Woman, behold thy son. Then said he to the disciple, Behold thy mother. And from that hour the disciple took her unto his own home. During the reign of Emperor Domitian, John was exiled to Patmos, a penal colony off the coast of Turkey where he wrote in the book of Revelation. John was released after Emperor Domitian's death. Upon John's grave today, there are now stands the Basilica of St. John in Ephesus. However, the grave does not contain his bones. While John the Beloved was in Rome, his life was in constant jeopardy. Tradition says that on one occasion, an attempt was made to poison him, but when he took the cup, the poisonous substance changed into a serpent. Thus today, the religious symbol of John is a cup with a serpent. He was called John the Beloved because it was he whom Jesus loved most. Another call by Jesus was one named Philip. Jesus knew that young Jew with some Greek background could disseminate the Lord's teachings, not only to the Jews, but to the Greeks in Judea as well. Thus, after the ascension, Philip went to Scythia in southern Russia and there preached the gospel for 20 years. From Scythia, he moved on to Galatia and Turkey. Since the Gauls of France first immigrated from Galatia, Philip proceeded also to France, 
Thus, Philip was the only apostle officially associated with that country. Did not the resurrected Lord commission the apostles to evangelize the world? We read in Mark 16, 15 to 16, and he said unto them, that is the disciples, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. Philip's visit to France was brief, however. From there he returned to Turkey where he preached among the heathens who worshiped the god Mars. Because of jealousy, the local priest seized and crucified him. He was bound to a cross and stoned to death. Philip was 87 when he died. Therefore, we see that the apostles had to experience and endure trials of cruel mockings, scourgings, and imprisonments. Reading in Hebrews 11:37 to 38, they were stoned, they were sawn asunder, were tempted, were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. And this faith and way, which was once delivered to the saints, was preached by the apostles, who were forbidden to preach and teach in the name of Jesus. However, they not only preached, but exalted the name of Jesus to the highest, in spite of the fact that they were under constant threat of punishment, execution, and death. They told the leaders, and high priests, we ought to be God rather than men. The Philippian jailer asked the apostle Paul, what must I do to be saved? Paul's reply was, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved and thy house. Jesus answered to Nicodemus in found John 3, 5, verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. In the seventh verse, it reads, Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. What does it mean to be born of water, you ask? To be born of water is to be baptized by immersion, according to Acts 2.38. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. When one is born again of water and of the Spirit, his sins are remitted, and he receives the authenticated baptism of the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues, as the 120 did on the day of Pentecost, the gift that affords you entering into the kingdom of God. On the day of Pentecost, 3,000 souls answered the altar call and were baptized the Bible way. Why must baptism be consummated in the name of Jesus Christ? Acts 4.12 tells us, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. In other words, outside the name of Jesus, one cannot be saved. God had highly exalted Jesus and given him a name which was and still is above every name. And to the glory of God the Father, every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Listen to Colossians 3:17. And whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, 
giving thanks to God and the Father by him. This is the gospel that the apostles preached and were persecuted for teaching and preaching the name of Jesus. Listen to Acts 5, 40 to 42. And to him they agreed. And when they had called the apostles and beaten them, they commanded that they should not speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. And they parted from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. And daily in the temple and in every house, they cease not to teach and preach Jesus Christ. Now let's refocus upon our message. In his gospel, John narrated that Philip brought a certain Nathanael to Jesus. Many believe that this Nathanael was none other than Bartholomew. Following the ascension, Bartholomew left for Persia and Ethiopia, where he preached the gospel, carrying a copy of the gospel of Matthew wherever he went. Sometime later, he accompanied Philip to Turkey and both continued their missionary work in Europolis. From there, he journeyed to Armenia, a country which since then has been assimilated into what is now Iran, Turkey, and Russia. It was there he preached for 16 years. In Abanolis, now Durban in Russia, Bartholomew gained many converts. He healed the king's daughter in the name of Jesus and convinced father and daughter that their idols were powerless. Consequently, the king was baptized in all probability in the name of Jesus, according to Acts 2.38. However, the priest and the king's brother remained hostile. Thus, in AD 68, they skinned Bartholomew alive and beheaded him. Today, the knife is often associated with the picture of Bartholomew as an emblem to symbolize the martyrdom he suffered by being flayed alive with a knife before his decapitation. Thomas was not present when Jesus appeared to the disciples. Learning of that event, Thomas told his fellow workers that he would believe only if he could see and verify the imprint of the nails in the hands of that person. Reading John 20, 25, the other disciples therefore said unto him, we have seen the Lord. But he said unto them, except I shall see in his hand the print of the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails, and thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. Eight days later, Jesus suddenly appeared in their midst again. We read in the 27 and 28 verses, Then said he to Thomas, Reach hither thy finger, and behold my hands. And reach hither thy hand, and thrust it into my side. And be not faithless, but believing. And Thomas answered and said unto him, My Lord and my God. To this day, the apostle is referred to as Doubting Thomas. On his journey, Thomas met and baptized the wise men in Persia. Arriving in India, A.D. 49, Thomas began to build churches. The native priests feared that in due time their religion would be supplanted and so decided to stop him. Those who were born again began a custom of praying on Mount Mylor. The priest followed Thomas there, sprayed him with darts, and pierced him with a lance, thus ending his life. Though skeptical and pessimistic at first, Thomas eventually became a vigorous missionary and a great builder of churches. He may have been a doubting Thomas, but as calmly noted, Thomas doubted that we might have no doubts. Matthew was a brother of James and the son of Alphys. While their father was a godly man, 
James was a nationalistic zealot. Matthew was not only far from being godly, but he was a tax collector, serving the hated Romans in the house of Herod Antipas. Later, he reconciled with James, and thereafter, he followed the Lord. Listen to Mark 2.14. And as he passed by, he saw Levi, the son of Alphys, sitting at the receipt of custom, and said unto him, Follow me. And he arose and followed him. First from his conversion, Matthew invited Jesus to feast at his home. Jesus was criticized for mixing with sinners. We find his response to this antagonism in the 17th verse. When Jesus heard it, he saith unto them, They that are whole have no need of the physician, but they that are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Reports about Matthew's death were contradictory. It is probable that he was martyred in Egypt and buried there. Matthew was a gifted writer and the most educated of the twelve. By his transformation from that of a sinful collector of taxes to a saintly collector of souls, Matthew proved that anyone, despite his or her past, can change for the better by walking with Jesus. James, the son of Alphys, was one of the three prominent figures who carried the name James in early church history. The two others were James, the son of Zebedee, and James, the brother of Jesus, who was not an apostle. After the ascension, James, having spurned bloodshed and involvement with zealots, began seeking peace through piety. The scribes and Pharisees, fearful of the Christian leaders, tricked James into going atop the temple, where they claimed he would allegedly be better able to explain Jesus' teachings to the people. But when he reached the top, they pushed him off. Landing upon the ground, James, though already quite old, managed to get on his knees and while praying for his enemies, was mocked and stoned by the multitudes till he was dead and his skull smashed. He was buried in Jerusalem, later taken to Rome, and interred in the church there. Jew Thaddeus received his call at the Sea of Tiberias. He was the disciple who asked the last question before Jesus began his prayer in Gethsemane. The question he posed was, how is it you will reveal yourself to us and not to the world? He remained in Armenia until his death. In AD 50, Jude was felled by arrows in Mount Ararat. Because of Thaddeus' evangelization, Armenia became the first Christian nation of the world in AD 301, when Christianity was proclaimed the country's national religion. Like James, the son of Elpheus, Simon a zealot abandoned the fanaticism of his band and joined the idealism of Jesus instead. While with Jesus in his hometown of Canaan in Galilee, he witnessed Jesus turn water into wine. Following the resurrection, Simon and the rest of the disciples waited in the upper room for the descent of the Holy Spirit to form the first church. For Jesus had said, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Simon and Thaddeus were both martyred. Thaddeus, who is said to have been killed with arrows, while Simon, whose body was severed in two, were buried together. The last disciple was Judas. He was not a Galilean, but a Judean. 
The evil character of Judas was known all along by Jesus. Whatever motivated Jesus, he finally learned his 30 pieces of silver, though it kissed up betrayal. Acts 1.18 tells us, Now this man purchased a field with a reward of iniquity, and falling headlong, he burst asunder in the midst, and all his bowels gushed out. What a way to go. Therefore, we see that the apostles had to experience and endure trials of cruel mockings, scourgings, imprisonings, stonings, being sawed asunder, crucifixions, and much more. If you would like to know more about God's Word, the Church, and review the telecast presentation in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Until our next telecast, this is your host, Head Pastor Blehan Jr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hall of His hands. The church band will close today's telecast with the song, Baptized into the Body.
The preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.